sit down boys if I get a treat for you fighting the fight when it comes to technology we are the knights of the kingdom of geekery we rise up when it comes to the challenge of discussing all this nerd knowledge we are the digital soup we are the digital soup we bring with lots of laughter Tune in now if that's what you're after Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup With Jason Adam and usually Dave Alright everybody, welcome back to Digital Soup The only podcast that is totally shipping Billy and the Demogorgon <laughs> They belong together Oh, they do. I mean, I would love to see them do a little uh, L and Mike, you know, lip on lip action there. Or what is it like fang on lip action? Something like that. Flower petal. Flower petal. Yeah. Pertle. Flower petal. Jason's flirtle pertle. Ooh, I like that. A what? A fertile Oh, fertile myrtle? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Already? Yeah, that's, a, that's what they used to call uh, Adam in high school. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't Adam. make much sense. Some other Adam. Solder Adam. Some other Adam. <laughs> <laughs> they said, solder Adam. You, hey, you guys need some shattering? <laughs> Dang, uh, I'm still talking about it. I know. This is like a crazy episode already. Well, everybody, my name's Jason, and joining me in the virtual studio today is Adam and usually Dave. Hey, what were you guys up to this week? Uh, mm. Big, big things for me Ooh. that I switched to, and I went and bought a charcoal barbecue grill which Ooh. Is awesome. oh from gas to charcoal huh well i added charcoal to my arsenal i have a blackstone outdoor griddle which is awesome currently but it doesn't let you get any of that sweet delicious charcoal flavoring i want those carcinogens all up yeah. in my food i mean we don't want to live forever we just want to have good taste exactly and another thing been playing PUBG on the xbox with my buddies and we finally got a chicken dinner which is when you actually win one of the battle royales. i got that 30 seconds after starting my first match you got chicken dinner from KFC. <laughs> so shout out, was, shout out to your. Uh, so yep, that's, that's what Ryan, you Mike, were doing and Jeremy. Instead of playing Woo! with Dave and uh, I, you were out <laughs> oh, there playing with Jeremy. That was a different night. Well, you know, I, would... ho- I hope he goes and sp- uh, speaks in class today. If you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes he probably would. <laughs> what you think he's suicidal? Jeremy speaking <laughs> <laughs> okay so, you anyway let's let me. dave do it yeah dave do it <laughs> yeah you talk what'd you do the, what'd you do this you, you say things dave. nothing besides uh oh. hate this miserable heat and humidity we've had oh minnesota heat oh my gosh it's 78 degrees oh we've been there. up here we've been topping out upper 80s low 90s and about 90 percent humidity it's terrible yeah, I think we've only oh. we've only hit ninety. I think once it's been upper eighties. I'm, I'm not built for this heat, so I, I, uh, and I, if and listeners, if you see him, you'll understand what he's talking about. Oh, that's nice. Because <laughs> I'm cold hearted and D- uh, just picture butter bean, but fat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, you're not fat. Chin no, he's up. not. That's why it's so <laughs> fun to do. No, not that chin. The other one. <laughs> that's the only time i had an opportunity to tell that joke because dave is not 
is not a heavy fan. Um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a little heavy right now, heavier than I want to be. So, you know what? I have a feeling that uh, that listener that called Adam and I out last week is going to have a heyday with the beginning of this episode. <laughs> what listener? <laughs> we got called out for always. Um, you don't ever read Twitter, do you? <laughs> we Twitter? got called out for always uh, stomping all over Dave and cutting him off and not letting him talk. And hey, I can't remember. Anyway, was, um. But- but see what our listeners need to realize is that uh dave still talks about 80 percent of the show well i have to i end up repeating stuff so you guys can hear what we're actually talking about someone has to keep this train on the rails why true that true that (laughs) well you know what's gonna go off the rails what is uh amazon's money because i mean the lawyers are going to be suing them left and right why is that you know why? Because, you know, Amazon up until this point uh, has been kind of like hiding behind the law. Uh, they, uh, If you don't understand this, Adam, let me explain this to you real fast. Now, Amazon doesn't just sell stuff from their warehouses. What? They're, they're almost like an, uh, like an eBay. They allow other people to sell through them. Uh, uh-huh. But, but be, you know, if, if a transaction goes bad, Amazon has not been held liable at all. For this, you would have to go after the store or seller, et cetera. But um, the courts are saying, no, 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 no. Amazon, you have got to take control of what's going on, and we're coming after you. Tell us about it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on up until now with, with Amazon, they've treated it a lot like social media, like Twitter and Facebook. So they they've tried to fall under the... Um, there's a certain ruling. I don't have it right in front of me. I should, but I don't. Um, but it's, it's a piece of legislation where places like, uh, not Amazon, Facebook and Twitter can't be sued due to the content that people post on their website. Okay. And Amazon has always fallen under that umbrella and now finally someone has challenged them and the U.S. Court of Appeals and the Third Circuit has agreed that what Amazon would do is when people would sell junk on their website that was potentially dangerous or whatever else. Or the, illegal like the rapper that was selling the ammunition <laughs> right. stuff. Right. And, and here there is a, a case that resulted, you know, what brought this all about. A woman bought a dog leash that broke, caused it to recoil, fly up, and blind her. She oh. sued Amazon claiming the site was negligent. You know, in in the the selling of this product, Amazon previously was able to hide behind and say, "Well, hey, we don't have anything to do with what's sold here. We're just a, a facilitator that lets people do it." The uh, this article that that the courts had before was Section two two hundred and thirty of the Communications Decency Act. Um, the the U.S. Court of Appeals and the Third Circuit though have overturned that which now means it's going to force Amazon to step up and be responsible and kind of vet those products a little bit, make sure that there's Mm -hmm. nothing illegal or anything like that. Now, for Amazon, that's a bad deal because obviously now they're on the hook, you know. Well, they're a platform. So that's where one of the big challenges comes in with anything that's classified as a platform. Right. Which means, hey, you can leverage what I've got here to do your business. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden the platform is potentially responsible for the even the quality of yeah. products that somebody sells through it. I mean, they're well is Amazon responsible for the quality of a Sony stereo? You know what I mean? It's how, right. this and is gonna I, be kind of interesting. I I get that they're trying to protect the consumer on this stuff, but um it's so it's gonna drastically change how the 
whatever the legal uh, the legal contract is between if mm-hmm. you're a seller on Amazon, that's going to change big time, right? You know, and I think it's going to be really heavy, heavy agreements on stuff. Well, you know what I I think you could actually see, and and this is just speculation on my part. I believe that what you'll see, because Amazon won't be solely liable in those cases where third party sellers are, are doing this stuff, but it might hold them at least in part liable. But yeah. that's because most of those products, third party sellers, are all of the shipping, all of that stuff is handled. The transaction is handled by Amazon. Right. I well, suspect I- that this will mean Amazon will start telling third party sellers. That's fine. If you want to enter into this contract, we can go one of two ways. We can verify your product. So we know we can stand behind it, in which case we'll take care of everything like they are now. Or they'll say, nope, we're not going to do it. So there'll be no Amazon Prime. Amazon won't handle anything. It'll go much more to like an eBay um, type right. of situation, you know. Or, or the other option I was thinking of is they cut their losses and say, you know what? We're just not going to do this. Yeah. Which could be. I, I would doubt because they make, I mean, they make good money off of this, but. Right. There's there's one other avenue they could go. Part of the the verbiage that they could put into the the contracts, etc., is that uh, well, it's it, not a contract. It's, yeah, it, uh, but it's it's like a, a verbal agreement, not a oh, verbal agreement. No. But anyways, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> I know where you're going, and I just couldn't think of anything funny to say for that. I do apologize. But uh, what what they could do is when they sign up to sell something on Amazon, what they have to agree to to actually be part of the program is that Amazon is not held liable for anything. They accept sole responsibility for everything they sell. And right. I believe they could probably Amazon could probably do that, and then they would not be held liable. Yep. If they get a, a signed document, you know, contract essentially from the sellers. That want to participate, that would that would take care of that as well. And that would be the easiest route for Amazon to go. I, right. I would believe. Well, and the the thing is, yes, it could impact Amazon. However, recently, I don't know if you guys remember this news, but in the reason one of the most recent shareholder letters, Jeff Bezos did put in there that the um, the third party sellers. His quote here is: "Third party sellers are kicking our first party butt badly." And so he had already, I remember the news headlines a few weeks ago saying that Amazon itself in its current form is not sustainable. And so they're looking at making some changes anyways, as huge as they are, there's no way they can keep growing at that pace and there's going to be some changes. Well, just a quick comment on here, because it goes on to say in his letter to his shareholders, and I'm quoting Jeff Bezos on this. We helped independent sellers compete against our first party business by investing in and offering. And when I say first party, I mean Amazon themselves. Right. We helped the sellers compete against our first party business by investing in and offering them the very best selling tools we could imagine and build. And there are many such tools, including tools that help sellers manage inventory, process payments, track shipments, create reports, and sell across borders. And we're inventing more every year. But of great importance are fulfillment by Amazon and the Prime membership program. In combination, these two programs meaningly, meaningfully improve the customer experience of buying from independent sellers. So um, that's they don't know exactly why the independent sellers have grown to that fifty-eight percent over the three percent that they started with. Yep. Um, but he says there's not one answer, but that last part I just read is a very important part of it. So they have to continue investing. I, I must be uh, not in the majority here because whenever I buy anything on Amazon, I'm always over on the left hand side when I'm on the item, and I check to make sure you know, and I check the box that my seller is Amazon. I don't like to buy from third parties or fulfilled by Amazon. 
Yeah. Well, and those fulfilled by Amazon ones are the ones that this court ruling are going to impact. You know, because well, that's that's their involvement with a third party right now. Well, I, I th- is it? I mean, I think. Yeah. Okay. Because if they're, it's uh, not just those. I mean, because no. you can buy from direct from a third party through Amazon, or right. else Amazon might have inventory in their warehouse that they're taking care of yep. from somebody else. Well, you know, and I, it's it's funny that they say they don't know how this could have happened. You know, this growth in third party sellers when, like you said, they've done nothing but invest in creating the absolute smoothest platform for somebody to go in and sell something. Now, I've never done this, but I see regularly, if you look up camera lenses as an example, you can go in there and you can buy it brand new from Amazon, you know, via Fujifilm or whatever brand you're Mm -hmm. buying. I mean, you can look and you'll find a number of different companies or individual sellers selling used versions of it that are not like camera stores. Sure. It's just well, like you or I saying, I want to sell this lens. They'll list it up just like you would on eBay. Only difference right. is it takes the bidding out of it, the uncertainty of how much. You just put a price on there. If people want to buy it, they buy it. There's a lot of people that have decided to start selling through Amazon because it's really simple and they do have the good tools. And I think, personally, I think this is because there's just so many people saturating Amazon with their stuff. I had a next, my next door neighbor that used to live next to me had a business selling um, these awesome little... Uh, real tool belts but they were a size for kids um that they they made and they they sourced their parts they had them built you know somewhere and then they sold them directly through amazon but it was it was third party and they were actually really popular lots of reviews it's one of the the, so there's a lot of people doing that it's it's basically like an etsy shop on steroids yeah i mean etsy is the more boutique right handmade one-off type of items and amazon is where you go in and say hey I clicked that link in my digital soup email I got filtered out from spam and said, oh, this Chinese company is the number one seller of LED diodes or something. Let me go sell these on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what people are doing. So, they never yeah, see the product. It just, it's, it's so easy to get whatever you want. And if everybody's going through Amazon, then yeah, I mean, if, if there's that many sellers and well, people wanting stuff, there you go. Let me ask you this. When Amazon started, and I wonder if this is a case where they've just kind of lost uh, lost sight of what they are as a company because when Amazon started, were they in the business of their own brand name products or was it like the, the bookstore, no, mostly books and stuff up then. At right. The point, at that point. And as they brought more and more products in, they they've never, I mean, when you think of most Amazon branded products, they're usually a knockoff type of product. Now, no offense to Amazon, but I look in like the photography world, mm-hmm. um, Looking at like speed lights, for an example, flashes, small, you know, camera mounted, shoe mounted and hot shoe mounted flashes. You can buy the Nikon, you can buy the Godox, you can buy Canon, all these different brands. And Amazon has theirs too, which is like the Amazon basics line. And it's like 30 bucks. It's, it's meant to be a disposable flash, but I've, you know, and I've thought about grabbing them for those times when you just need a few extra lights to hide around a scene, but not a ton of power, you know, nothing major. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about danger, a flash is a good example. If that thing's really cheaply made, they tell you do not open that flash, even a small speed light like that, to work on it or do anything. Because if you touch the wrong spot, it's going to electrocute you on the spot. Mm. And there's enough power in that little unit. And so I, I wonder if Amazon's kind of at a point where they're figuring out that they're no longer a product-based company and they're much more of a tool. 
you know, well, a much more of a service, and they're yeah. just trying to adjust to that. The, the keyword platform, which right. we're seeing across the board on a lot of stuff, and not just with this, but with technology, one of their biggest moneymakers is Amazon Web Services, which mm-hmm. has actually generated the majority of their operating income since like 2016. Right. It's not even the sales. It's their – Amazon Web Services is powering so much Everything. stuff. Yep. I mean, that's that's the real deal there. The The Amazon Basics products I've purchased in the past have been, I thought, really good quality. Yeah, most um, of them have come in like they're – I haven't had any bad experiences with them, but it's just the – I shouldn't say that they're they're knockoff products. I should say that there's a a feeling that they could be because they're usually pretty inexpensive compared to the real. Oh, they're they're not high end, but they are. No. They're better than like the Walmart special that you get from. Oh yeah, or a dollar store type. Yeah. So they like yep. the flavor right. Like instead of Fritos, it's flavor right corn chips. Flavor sort right of. corn chips. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's basically the flavor right corn. The chip. house brand. It's Kool Aid, <laughs> but spelled with a C. See, like I buy Amazon Basics brand oh, batteries. Yeah. They're they're great and they're cheap. Um, what did you buy? Bag. I'm sorry, I was batteries. Uh, batteries. I was talking double A and triple A in bulk. Sorry. Batteries. Okay, but yeah, it's uh, that's that's pretty interesting because if if they're basically what it comes down to with this story, if third party sales are really that much of a part of their their retail space and income, this is going to change kind of how that works, and we'll have to just wait and see what the impact will be. Hey, I got a song for you guys. You ready? Yep, we're ready. It's the end of the dead as you know it. Is Walking Dead coming to an abrupt end? That's what I want to know. Very Jason, abrupt. tell us about it. Super abrupt. Uh, something nobody even thought was coming. It's something that was actually planned a long time ago, like around issue 100, uh, when it was like all-out war. And uh, But they went another 93 uh, issues. But the big thing was in issue 192 of the comic, finally Rick Grimes died. Uh, so that was that was huge. And uh, and then it followed up with a, a triple issue, uh, 193, where he brings the whole story to an end. So, yes, uh, The Walking Dead has finally ended after, geez, what was it, uh, like 16 years or something the comics have been out. He's wow. been writing these. In, might have been 12, but it, it is double digits. It's somewhere in there. And 193 episodes. And interesting here, after he announced this, uh, there's been all kinds of interviews with him and stuff. And he's actually called out the show saying that uh, um, it needs to end. He said he felt the comic needed to end. There was just no more story to tell. And he, and, you know, there's, there's, of course, some more issues, a couple more things that they could do on the show. But he's saying it needs to end where the producers and, uh, showrunners and stuff right now on the show are saying they're aiming for 20 years. Right. Jeez. And even though I enjoy the show, I do not think I won't... You can't do anything different with the show for 20 years. Right. Well, and it's it's lost its luster for me already. It's, I, yeah, they're already calling it, uh, you know, rehashing old ideas. It's like uh, every... Every couple of seasons, it's a new bad guy that does the same type of stuff yep, yep. Uh, to the heroes. And big li- leader of some big thing. You could tell from the start he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, two two season story arc kind of a deal. Now, a lot of people, you know, there, there were some seasons that could, they could have definitely done without. But a lot of people actually left the show with the whole Negan arc, even though I did enjoy it. But uh, they, they felt it just crossed the line, the TV viewers. Hmm. It just crossed the line, and they drastically lost viewers. What do you mean, cross the line? 
uh, just how gory that that episode was where oh, he where killed he does, the eye popping episode. Yeah, that was uh, pretty nasty. <laughs> it, it was, was shocking. With, yeah, it, with that episode, uh, there was a huge drop off. That was the season finale, and then well, it was the se- you didn't know who he hit. Uh, but then for the season premiere, it was a drastically lower, and that whole season it just it just kept dropping viewership uh, after yeah. that at like every episode. So I agree. I mean, even though I love the show and I still watch Fear of the Walking Dead also, and I'll, I'll watch them all to completion, but it, it isn't the same as I, I felt with some of the earlier seasons. I mean, I thought the show was amazing, I, I as a lot of people did. It was it was just a, one of the the greatest zombie shows ever and i know that you have to take that the grain of salt because there hasn't been that many great zombie shows <laughs> uh, i zombie anybody <laughs> yeah well let me i, I want to read this quote f- you know from kirkman himself that uh, oh you got the actual quote all right yeah let's go. It, it says um basically it was a, a triple sized issue that final issue and at the end of it he had a quote in there that said i hate knowing what's coming um, as a fan, I hate it when I realize I'm in the third act of a movie and the story is winding down. I hate that I can count commercial breaks and know I'm nearing the end of a TV show. I hate that you can feel when you're getting to the end of a book or a graphic novel. Some of the best episodes of Game of Thrones are when they're structured in a way and paced to perfection so your brain can't tell if it's been watching for 15 minutes or 50 minutes. And when the end comes, you're stunned. Uh, he goes on to say, I love long movies for that very reason. You lose track of time because you went and convinced that you're going to be there for a long time, but the story moves at such an entertaining and engaging pace that by the time the movie's wrapping up, you can't believe it's already over. Surprise, it's over. All I've ever done, all a creator can really do is tailor make stories to entertain themselves and hope the audience feels the same way. That's all I've ever been doing, and it seems to work most of the time. Now... I get that totally because if he knew that he had this idea for the ending, the fact he was able to keep a lid on it is phenomenal when you think about storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how much of that, of all of this and him pressuring the show and, and, you know, saying the show should end and all of that. I can't help but wonder how much of that stems from the fact that there is still a lawsuit going on <laughs> yeah. between Kirkman and oh. AMC and all of that. Where he feels like you know they stiffed him on a bunch of money, him and in other you know creators. This of the show. this lawsuit started, I think, around season three. I mean, it has been forever. Also, the original showrunner, um, I uh, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, uh Gar- Garavon, Neil Patrick Harris. No, 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 Darabont. Uh, but uh, he left the show in the first season uh, yep. because of. Uh, um, artistic differences and 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 the like, and uh, he's been suing ever since because he his name had to be in there. Even like, I think it's still on there now. Yep. Uh, on, on the current seasons, because he is the one that helped create the show, but he isn't seeing the residuals. He should be. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's bittersweet because you know at one time this was this was the show to watch on Sunday. I mean, there's been there's been. <laughs> Sunday Only a handful night of shows. What? No, this beat Sunday Night Football so many times in the early days. Not in the late, but in the early days. Uh, but shows like this, shows like Lost, these type of shows just drew people every week. And these are the shows that people talked about for the entire week after the episode aired. Game of Thrones is another one. 
these shows they don't come all that often. No, uh, usually you just have a lot of uh, mediocre stuff. Hopefully we'll get something to replace now that Game of Thrones is over, now that this is going to be over. Well, just remember, the show hasn't said they're ending. It's just the comic book that ended. No, I know, but... Kirkman's uh, pressuring the show to do it. The show still, for as far as anyone's saying, the show is still going. And I would expect that to continue because what's his name that played Rick... He left, you know, it was a big to-do. He was leaving the show. Well, it turns out he left because they got TV movies in the works. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's not why he left. He left because he was tired of not being home in England with his family. Well, uh, So they decided to do this. Don't kill him off because they love the character. But now maybe they'll kill him off in the movies. Well, and that's what I wonder, like... Will the show just keep going until these movies come out, or will they end and then let the movies serve as like a final wrap-up, last last hurrah? Or you could almost see the show saying, "All right, we're taking this time off. In the off season, here's a movie to see where the schedule, you know, what the story's going to do, and based on feedback to those movies, that'll dictate what they decide to do or not do going forward." But the the interesting thing is on AMC. If The Walking Dead show ends, you still have Fear the Walking Dead, which, let's be honest, that's got a pretty, it has to have a finite run because it, it takes place before The Walking Dead starts. So eventually yeah, just that the, Just the first season, it merged with the current timeline, oh. uh, I believe, in the second season. Okay, so... Yeah, and it's and they got a they got a third spinoff uh, or second I guess spinoff a third show. Uh, so in the works they have right the Walking now. Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and what's the third one? They haven't announced a Love name or anything, Dead. but yeah. smear the Walking Dead. But it does sound <laughs> like it's going to be very interesting because the early reports say it's going to take place in China, huh. and I think a zombie outbreak in China might be pretty dang interesting. Huh. What what if it's a, a horror show that's about? You know, something else that more people find more scary than zombies today, and it's like gluten, and it's like the oh, walking, no. the walking <laughs> bread. Monster. No, it's Grains. like the walking bread. <laughs> <laughs> the walking bread. <laughs> Just got to get but all no, that sugar I, I mean, in your body. Let's say that, that they do pull the pin on the walking dead. What else does AMC have? I mean, Mad Men's been gone for a long time. They had Breaking Bad. That's done. Um... I mean, Preacher, I think, is still there, but I don't know how much longer. But all their biggest shows seem to have finished their run. Mm-hmm. Although that that one, I don't know if it's as good as these on the same level. And that's actually, I think, a BBC Into the Badlands? No, Killing Eve. I, I never even watched that yet. I didn't either. It's, it's not my kind of thing. But, I mean, do they have, is this a situation where AMC has seen its run? And now they go back to being whatever they were before. A movie network, right? Like IFC, you know. Oh, I doubt it. They'll they'll know. find something. They've something. they've had a lot of really really good shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've uh, they got a good track record when it comes to but original content. Here's Gerd another Turk thought record. for you. What? Gerd Turk record. <laughs> here's another thought for you though. Okay. Look at how the the BBC does things. TV over there is different. Uh, BBC One or BBC Two? I don't care. They they BBC they'll, Three. They'll do their shows, their series, and they'll yeah, have baby. a they'll have a run of like <laughs> eight or ten episodes, and it's done. And they're on to yeah, the I next like thing. They fo- they treat it almost like an extended movie, more of a mini series than a, a full on proper show. And I I don't I don't I, maybe that's that's the direction things are going, especially with. 
so many seasons being put out on services like Netflix and things like that. Are we, I mean, I would enjoy that because you, they, they create a lot of filler. All these shows, because they try to extend it out, they create a lot of filler that has nothing to do with the story. Uh, And the reason why they do that is because here in the U.S., uh, they're not making this as a piece of art to entertain us. They're making it for ad revenue. The, right. the the better the show is, the more they can charge for ads, and the more ads they add into the shows. The, they'll never go down to uh, six to eight episodes a season on some of these major networks because they won't make as much money. That's the whole thing. Does nobody agree with me? Boom. I'm figuring out <laughs> advertising dollars schemes in my head right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to figure out what's better, gaming platform, PC or console. <laughs> well, I know what it is. What do you think it is, Adam? Uh, PC is always going to be the king for me, but I'm really, I've become a big fan of the Xbox. It, hey, a console gaming is fine. I mean, I, I have a lot of console games. But for me, and I, I was talking to Dave about this the other day, I have some of the same games on my PC as I do on my PS4, uh, like Madden, like uh, the the racing game, the Sonic racing game and stuff. I have the same games, uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, um, the Labor last one they games. had, the Phantom Pain. I have I have all of these on the uh, Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> I have them on both, and I find that I enjoy them so much more on the PC. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm closer to the screen uh, or the the resolution. Even though I have a 4K television, uh, it just seems that the resolution on my IPS monitor is just so much better. I just I really enjoy playing these games with my Xbox 360 controller. Uh, grant you on my PC. Do I do well, I, I think like it, console I... games? Yes, but I still find that if I'm going to play a game. Oh, well, first it's on the tablet because just the convenience. But second, I like to go to my PC. Hmm. I think the proximity to the monitor does have something to do with it because it gets you, you know, closer to the game a little faster. The PC mm-hmm. offers, you know, the, the mouse and keyboard have always been, I mean, that's what I gamed on in college for back in Unreal Tournament days and things like that. So it's always got a special yeah, I, place in my heart. What I'm discovering, though, with the Xbox, there are some phenomenally beautiful games on a mm-hmm. big screen that I can bring into the living room. It's fantastic. I still give the edge to the PC, but, man, am mm-hmm. I really enjoying that Xbox right now. And, and the Xbox is awesome, but you know what? Unless you upgrade to the Xbox X, that ain't going to get any better. But your PC is constantly evolving, which is really nice. Yes, you might have to buy a new video card, but it makes all your old stuff look better, and it's all compatible with your old stuff, and the new stuff just looks dreamy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Weird. Dave, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Dave, I want to hear what you think. I'm really torn on this because... You I've... shouldn't be. You want to know why? Because your PC is modern and your consoles aren't. Enough said. Next story. Whoa. <laughs> Bring down the oh. distortion level. All well, right. I got a... Passion. <laughs> No, I, I really am torn because I've put in many, Gosh. many years playing on the PC, but for me, they've always been two different types of gaming. You know, the PC has always been when I want to jump online and play something like World of Warcraft or, um, you know, head to head or, or MMO type games, things like that. Now, in recent years, I've, you know, gone almost not exclusively, but way more PC gaming 
than any other systems. Now I am still just politically correct PS3. gaming three. Yeah. Cause that's what I am as politically correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys pick up um, the new woke four. Yeah. World of war <laughs> world of woke craft. Um, <laughs> I am playing more on my PC than I am on anything else. However, yeah. I did just hook my PS three back up to my television in my living room and it is nice just to be able to kick back my couch, even though I've got a pretty comfy computer chair, my couch is still going to be more comfortable, and it's fun to play like that. Well, I also want to point out, there's sometimes you can't get a title for the PC that is exclusive yep. to a console. The um, Days, uh, no, what is it? The, the yeah, Left Days Behind. Gone is PS4. What, what was the uh, one Spider-Man, that was? Spider-Man, PS4. Well, Left Behind is another The Last one. of Us, that's what The that's Last what of Us. Yes. Yeah, Left, Left Behind, Behind is a, that's not Left Behind. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a book. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Book and, and movie, movie series. series. Red Dead but Adam, but Adam, you have to have this specific console too. So it's like uh, exactly. every console has their, you know, their own. What do you call it? Uh, uh, Ecosystem. Games. Not not original uh, originals, but what you, you just said uh, not proprietary. Exclusive. Well, exclusives. There we go. I'm making it way more difficult than it needs to be. Yep. Their own IP. Uh, yep. So you can't you can't really say that you because the the PC has. Thousands more uh, games that will never be on. I can't know, find solitaire for the Xbox. How am I supposed to test how fast my computer is without solitaire? <laughs> exactly, and um, uh, uh, Minesweeper. You, you can't get oh, that exactly. on Xbox. Well, <laughs> let, let me let me ask this to you guys. Growing yeah, you up, you asked that. The console gaming was was always kind of the you know when you think back even NES, but even if we come further, more recent. Your Dreamcast, no, your Dreamcast, your original Xbox, your PS2, N64, those systems were always geared towards, you know, playing at home and playing, having friends over and Mm -hmm. these amazing single player games, you know, or maybe multiplayer, but couch co-op where you're in this, you know, you're both holding controllers right there. Yeah. Split screen action. And PC was always much more... I always, this isn't going to be the right way to say it, but they always just felt so much more technical, so much more like, I don't know. I think when I think of PC gaming in that era, this is pre-World of Warcraft. I think of stuff like Civilization and SimCity and real-time strategy games, you know, StarCraft, those kinds of things. Can, and also, I mean, you were talking about technically savvy too, though. It goes another way too, because in that infancy of computer gaming it was sometimes you had to do some major tweaking to get a new game right. to even work where mm-hmm. nowadays it's just it's plug and play just like a console right. but back then you're like oh i got the wrong driver i got to get this driver oh i got to update this driver oh uh, this is uh this uh irc is uh you know interfering with my controller blah blah you have to do all this kind of right. you know IRQ, hand but anyway. in here yeah, IRC is an internet relay chat. I'm sorry. I had to go on IRC and find out why I couldn't get that's, in the game. That's because, no, but, that's because it's been so long since you had to adjust an IRQ channel. Right. Yep. And I used to do it all the time. And, you know, because my SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Oh, my. Your God. SoundCloud? Yeah, my SoundCloud. Yeah. Did you ever hey, Instagram into that. your Snapchat? I, I did a couple of times. But uh, let, me, let me throw this at you here, too, because you're talking about console gaming and. Uh, you know, a PC gaming. Well, PC gaming, you have the best 
of today's PC games all the way back to the original, even DOS games, because you can run them in DOSBox. Right. Uh, you can run every PC game on your system. You know what else you can run? Every console game up through uh, the Wii. The Wii and Wii U emulators are perfect. The GameCube emulator is perfect. Uh, arcade, you can play all these arcade games perfect on a modern PC. Uh, PS2, PS1, I've never tried PS3. They all work perfect. So you get yourself a PC, you have the best of PC gaming and the best of classic and near modern console gaming all on that system. Plus, well, you can run you can run emulation of both iOS and Android on a PC and play those games on your PC. All legally, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is Digital Soup. We we are called uh, the uh, the uh, Heavenly Angel Boys. What? Anyway, nothing. Quiet. No, I, I think what it comes down to Shut for your me, mouth. where I'm um, <laughs> where I'm where I'm falling on this is I find even though I'm playing on my PC more often than on a console, I treat my PC like a console still because I very rarely play with a mouse He's and keyboard. jamming cartridges into it, no, <laughs> blowing I'm, on it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, what I mean is that I, I very rarely uh, play with a mouse and keyboard. It's almost always with a an Xbox controller. Like even Fallout? Yep, Fallout's played oh. on a controller. What a uh, weirdo. I just, no wonder why I do headshot after I, headshot, and he's like, <laughs> I which, got your knee! <laughs> I'm just... I, which, I, by the way, Fallout with a 60 gig update. Ugh. Yeah, right? Anyway. But it, it might be worth it if the content... <laughs> well, that's only like 30 that. seconds. I don't know what you're complaining about. But I mean, the, the thing is, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm a console gamer at heart, even though my computer is more powerful than any console I own. If I had a PS4 or the new Xbox or something like that, the Xbox One X Plus X, 2X, whatever it is, um, I would probably play more more console gaming than I did PC. You think so? I think mm. so, because that's just, it's kind of, I don't know, it just feels but different to me. Well, what if you upgraded your Windows to 1.11? You could probably play those games even better. Probably. That'd be strange. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you almost things. think that the world is like upside down when I say something like that, but it's not. It really works well. <laughs> True. Go on. What are you All right, tell about? us about this story, gents. Well, what it is, um, you had kind of called this a few weeks back out on Twitter, I think. And um, when no, they were, I think it was last week. Not was it last weeks. week? Yeah. They were announcing this Windows One and everything else, and and you kind of put the dots together, saying, oh, "I wonder if this is something to do with Stranger Things coming out on the fourth. And it was. It's uh, it's 1985's version of Windows, and you can use it. It's it's I guess from what they're saying, a uh, a pretty fun puzzle app. Oh. That has a, a f it sounds like a few different micro games in it, if I'm understanding yeah. this right. Well, that's what I was thinking when I was taking a look at the screenshots. Uh, you know that uh, Nintendo, it started out on the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. It has all those little micro games. I can't remember what it was called. Wario something. Something Factory, yeah. Yeah, where it's just like little like 10 second micro games sometimes. Fudge Factory? No, no. Adam, jeez, this is a family show. That's what? in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's not far yeah. from you, is it, Jason? No, it's actually pretty close. Probably about an hour or so. Well, a little. See? It's about an hour to yeah, uh, Pittsburgh, so a little bit see? farther. But see? yeah, looking at this, it looks like it, it's got a number of different little games in it. See, si, senor. It says a bunch of 1980s era puzzles and video games. 
um, a mud-inspired game in which you navigate uh, Steve through Dave, some Dave, could you please explain to our listeners what mud stands for? Oh, what does that stand for? Don't Google it. You should no, know this. I know, but I'm... Your nerd cred should know. Adam, don't Google this. Yeah, but I was a console gamer. Oh, it I wasn't. A... I actually played what? a lot of multi-user dungeon games. Is that what it is? Multi-user dungeon? Oh, you didn't even know that, Adam? No, I'm not familiar All right, with that so I, I, am now, that... I am now auditioning new members of the Digital Suit Podcast. Yeah, they got to be You must be really old. geeky. <laughs> yep. You have to have a walker. <laughs> Drink oh, lots of Ensure while you podcast. <laughs> yep. You have to have thrown your back out back in the 60s. <laughs> my back! The old Will <laughs> Ferrell skit. <laughs> oh, my All back! Right. So this game, looks, anyway. this game looks like it might, you know... Uh, be fun for a little bit, you know, uh, entertain you for a little bit while you were waiting for the first episode of Stranger Things to air last oh. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the first episode was called Breakdown. Hey, why don't you break this down for us, Adam? The first episode well, was not called Breakdown, was it? Oh, no. no, never mind. I was just saying, let's break it down when I wrote yeah, the I, notes. I thought <laughs> the first episode was called hey, Susie. Susie. <laughs> I think it's called Susie, Are You There or something like yeah. that. I'm sorry, yep. uh, Dave Which, wrote these show notes and no, really screwed up. Here come the spoilers, not. folks. We're going to talk about Stranger Things, Season 3, Episode 1, right meow. Now, yeah, totally spoiler-filled. It is spoiler-filled. We teased it last week. Should we let people know kind of what they're in store for with the Stranger Things uh, as far as what we're doing with it? Oh, okay, I was going to say, hopefully by the third season, they kind of know what's going no, on. No, what, what I mean is that we have chosen to watch, wait, and, and kind of do things old school. Like we all grew up watching TV. We're only watching one episode a week, and we are going to do a recap of that one episode here. So no spoilers. If Don't be a jerk if you're going to come on our Twitter and, and talk to us because we're watching this one yeah, episode at a time. Know. The main hey, reason we're doing Of course, everyone that, else is already done. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but the main reason we're doing that is because we thought it would be, A, fun to kind of, see how the perspective is on a show like this if you go back to watching it once a week but also we don't want each week's episode breakdown to be colored by stuff we know is going to happen in coming episodes mm. so we want if there's a cliffhanger at an episode we want to feel that cliffhanger and be able to kind of speculate and wonder what's going on for you guys that have watched the whole thing you'll probably have fun laughing at us as we try and guess what's <laughs> happening and uh, you know, and we were we did have a cliffhanger in this episode here too, so we don't know what happens. So don't tell us, people. Do not tell us. <laughs> yeah, keep <laughs> it to yourself. So season three, episode one. Who wants to lead this off? I guess I can do it since you guys are chicken. Uh, so as David said, the episode is called Susie. Do you copy? This episode it started out pretty amazing. I do have to say. With the whole first scene with the Russians trying to open up the doorway between the Upside Down and us, and uh, they never explained why the Russians knew about the Upside Down or how they... There's a lot that needs to be explained, I think, Uh, and we'll probably find out in coming episodes. Well, but this... what It's Cold War era right there. I I like the way that they did it because they they were kind of like... They were quiet. They didn't say anything. And I actually said out loud... To my wife, I'm like, they're trying to open? They just closed it. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, they started speaking Russian. I went, oh. Yeah. And, yeah. This, and this is a different, you know, th- this is over in Russia or Siberia or something. Yeah. It's cold. 
Oh, the part that I thought was just so amazing about this, uh, the special effects that seemed like they probably used the entire season's special effects budget on this. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Uh, I, I don't know. The whole the whole episode, this first episode, looked darn good. Like, from a visual standpoint, mm-hmm. it was beautifully I, done. Now, do we know, uh, were the prior episodes, were they recorded on film or were they digital also? Oh, because I, I this know. definitely was digital. You could definitely tell this was mm-hmm. this was not recorded on analog film. Never thought about it. <laughs> I, I okay. don't know about that side of it. but All right. Uh, but what we're getting at here is the special effects that were in this is they're trying to open this portal. I didn't understand exactly what was going on until I did some reading on it. And I guess when Al closed uh, the gateway between it, uh, the power or the magic that she used on this was so powerful, that's what's holding it closed. Right. Um, and I don't know if you guys picked that up, but I sure did. And I had to read about it. Uh, but what it did was it made the um, the machine that and send this shockwave out, which just, you know, just in a gory mass, just disintegrated uh, all the uh, uh, the Russian uh, scientists that were down there. Right. And, and there, of course, there were more uh, Russian uh, uh, military behind like a blast wall. So they they were fine and they saw everything that happened weren't phased in a bit they're like no inconsequential well not really because the the crazy general um guy in in charge basically looked at the the scientist that was supposed to have it fixed and they what did they do they shoot him or they They strangled him him to death strangled that's right they had the the other that's right the henchman who i i've seen my first thought when my well my first thought when i saw it and it's funny because i have seen it referred to this online as well is that this reminds me of Ivan Drago, you know, just like superhuman strength kind of just dies. boom he goes dies. in and kills him, you know, and and then he tells the other scientists, "You have one year or whatever it is," and then we're off. I mean, that's is that after that scene? That's when we're kind of first brought back to our. Well, our, after that scene, it goes to Dave's favorite scene. So go ahead, Dave, explain your scene. What was that scene? Is that when uh, it, it's with with uh, the eleven and and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Mike, Mike and eleven in a lip lock. Yeah, Go they're ahead, making Dave. out. And explain I, to us in detail the so, way you did to uh, Adam and I. So there, <laughs> I did not explain anything to you guys, but um, they're in in eleven's room making out. Hopper, Chief Hopper, is out in the living room, just looking cranky and run down as ever. Oh, uh, don't, don't forget the most important thing. That he He's turned into a, a bag moron. of classic Tostitos, the old classic oh, yeah. logo. Did you notice that? Yep. yep. Uh, that's one of the things I loved about, it seems like this year they're hitting the 80s nostalgia even more because right out of the gate, uh, I'm getting hit in the face with it. And throughout the whole episode, and I'm sure you guys noticed it as we went, yep. just a lot of just an 80s feel to it but uh yeah go ahead again dave i'm sorry for so, uh, interrupting you and our listeners are gonna hate me for it so yeah he uh, they're, they're busy making out I and doing teenage makeout <laughs> session and um he he leans back in his recliner enough to see in the door and sees them making out and he yells hey and 11 slams the door shut with her powers and then she won't open it and then they finally open it and they're sitting at different parts of the bed like oh hey like nothing was going on mm-hmm. and he's furious and, and, and you know what? And this is this is where an Uncle Ben moment should have happened. An Uncle Ben? Yes, because they, with great power. I was like, you want dinner? Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. You do not slam doors with your power, L. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> this I myself... is one of those parts of the show that I thought I didn't like at all. Honestly, no, nope. not, not that not Who that they're being to teenagers. See teenagers making out. Well, I'm sorry. No, not that part. But I mean, the next scene where. Oh, you like that part, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't have a particular issue with it. That was kids in eighties. That were oh, that's just kids in at that age anyway. Kids but in the Hopper, 80s. Hopper and showing up. Never did. Hopper showing up to the store at to the kid's mom or you know um, what's her name character uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Winona Ryder's character, and then he, it's like he's suddenly this bumbling idiot that doesn't know how to yeah. talk. And it was like this big part of the show was him like figuring out how do I talk mm-hmm. to them, and it was like, and that I was dumb. I thought it was kind of stupid. With you. I don't yeah, know. Well, I, I, that whole scene. I, I I understand he's a new quote unquote father trying to do what is right and try to you know actually lead them on uh, you know the the proper path, but we don't need to see that they they could have done one little. Hey, can you tell me how to uh, talk to her? Okay, you, you do it this way and then go about their business. No, yeah, but, but it that's was drug on. Hey, that's not his character. And I think that that's leading towards him still having feelings for, I can't remember Winona Ryder's character's name. What is her name? I can't think of it. But um, he he's kind of got feelings for her. She's still hung up on Bob from last ep- last season. Who got uh, who got slaughtered? Super there. Bob, as we found out in this yep. episode. And but I, I think this is leading to something where it's showing like in the heat of the moment, action when tough decisions are needed, he's like he's the man. But mm. she's trying to tell him, look, you can't just go in there and demand this and demand that. They're gonna they're just gonna rebel even more, and it's so far out of his comfort zone. And I think a lot of that was just build up to. We'll jump jumping to the end of the uh, end of the episode with that. He catches him and he tries to have this talk and it's not going well. Mike is being a smart aleck. And finally yeah. he's just, you see him struggling, struggling, and he's losing his temper. And finally he's just like, uh, we have to go. It's it's your grandma. And he won't yeah, tell him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I'm snapped and this kid's gonna get it, but I'm still trying to keep my cool. I think that whole that whole element was just to kind of set that scene up myself. Because then he gets him oh, in, the, it, in the in the in the the chalif. The, the, it also set up you know a potential love relationship between him and Winona and his mom. Character. Yeah, and and so then we see him get in that that you know his his police truck there the the blazer or whatever yeah or Bronco and he's like look we're gonna have a talk nothing's wrong with your grandma I lied to you uh, uh, and he scares the question, daylights out of him. Here's my question to you two: Is why is Mike? Why is he acting like that towards an adult? He's acting very, uh, I don't know. He just, he never seemed like he was that cocky of a kid in the first uh, two seasons. No, hormones. Exactly. Anyway, so that's a very small part of the story. I mean, I mean oh, we're going to uh, talk about this part for an hour. Well, <laughs> girlfriends also play a role in the next scene if we go back. Oh, I thought you were calling us girlfriends. <laughs> I'm like, what, Dave? One of, no, one of, one of the most fun characters, I think, Dustin. He comes home from camp and he or wherever he was at like science camp or something. Yeah, something like that. And he's all bummed out because his friends aren't answering his chat calls and he comes home. No one's there. He's feeling like everyone's forgot about him and he's pretty down. And all of a sudden, all of his toys just start filing out of his room. So he grabs the famous hairspray from last season (laughs) that was still there when he was doing his hair with Steve, if you remember. And he has this can of hairspray. He's following all these toys, and he's freaked out because of everything that's happened in the past, rightfully so. Well, it's his friend surprising him, and poor Lucas. 
He gets yep. a he gets a face full of uh, Farrah Fawcett brand hairspray, whatever it is. Is that what it said on the I, can? I, Farrah I Fawcett. I can't remember. I think she <laughs> endorsed it. Yeah. You know that 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 scene was pretty funny, but uh, the scene Adam's going to tell us about right now is uh, I really enjoy this scene. Oh, what they he has a girlfriend now, and everybody's surprised, so they go out and try to set up his well, super no. high tower cerebro. Yeah, see, yep. yeah, that, that copyright. I thought that's weird. <laughs> and well, nobody look, answers. Yeah, because <laughs> Susie is is his girlfriend. He met at science camp. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She lives in Canada. They no, met no, the she she doesn't live in Canada. She was from like New Zealand or Australia or something. I thought. <laughs> and the best part is she's she's super smart and she's more gorgeous than Phoebe Cates in Fast Times at Ridgemont <laughs> High. And I loved that throwback because that was a movie that was right growing up. I mean the the infamous coming out of the pool in the red swimsuit scene. I mean, she was the the leading celebrity female crush probably at that point. Hey, when she when she came out of the pool, am I just thinking about this or did this actually happen? Did was the music that played as she was coming out of the pool pool? Oh yeah. I don't think so. I think that was in that was in Ferris Bueller. Well, I know that was in there, but it just seemed like that would have been the perfect music if it wasn't as she came out of the pool. Hold hmm. on, I'm checking. Okay, but while you're doing that, Dave, you guys skipped over a part. One of the funniest parts in this is Skips Ahoy. Come on, guys. At the mall. <laughs> Steve trying to get a girlfriend. Is, yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is another scene I'm talking to you about where it is so full on 80s. As they're running through the mall, they keep bumping into... 80s hair after 80s style after uh, 80s ads, 80s stores well, that no longer exist anymore. And that crazy mall, thing it is, was... it's set in the 80s. No, but what <laughs> oh, I'm saying, they did such blown. a good job. Oh, yeah, they did a great job for yeah, sure. They just really captured, and it seems like this year they really are uh, doing a, a very good job. Heck yeah. All right, so the song that was playing. In that scene, no, it's it's a song called "Moving in Stereo" by the Cars. Okay, I don't even know that one. Hmm. You'd well, let's just keep going. It. So, t- tell us about uh, yeah, what's the next scene? Well, well we don't have to go scene by scene. We, yeah, we don't have to go scene by scene. Day, but, but we we end up seeing though it you know we're seeing kind of the reunion of all the friends and everything seems to be good. Although we are the scene where they sneak into the movie theater. That I love because that's something that, you know, as a person in Usher who worked in a movie theater for years, um, just out of high school, we used to have to watch for that kind of stuff all the time. But I thought that was fun and everyone's happy except Will is still like he has that thing in the back of his neck, you know, from when he was, what do you want to call it? Possessed or, you know, whatever last season yeah. uh infiltrated and at the end of last <laughs> yeah. yeah basically at the end of last season he had that feeling at the arcade remember and had this vision of this you know giant creature and he's mm-hmm. he's having that feeling again and it kind of cuts then and we see all these rats they keep going into this old factory looking place and they get in there and this is where the fun kind of they, they throw this in and remind you that wait something is not right it's not all fun and games because these rats just get in there and then in what appears to be agony, they just start exploding like they were thrown in a microwave or something. Uh, again, great special effects. Yep. I, and I thought that was really good. We've we've got um, the other two crazy kids. Um, Nancy, is that her name? No. 
Yeah. Nancy and um and photographer boy. Yeah, I can't think of his his character's name either. Should know we just watched this thing for crying out loud. We just Jonathan. had trivia on this. Yeah, Jonathan. He they apparently she stayed over at his house and she has to sneak out of the door and they both work at the same newspaper and she had the walk of shame. Yeah, and, and she's kind of, you know, upset because they just view her as a, a coffee girl and, you know, serving girl and not as and, a serious journalist. And what I thought was so hilarious about this is I mean, she had a good idea for a story for an angle yep. and they just poo-pooed the whole well, thing, you know, Jake, like oh you're just Jake some dumb Busey. woman. Yeah, and it, this so reminded me of um, uh, what was it, what was uh, Will Ferrell's uh, news show, oh, Anchorman. Anchorman, uh, where uh, I believe yeah, that was the show that. where they said broads don't belong in broadcasting, and that kind of reminded yeah. me of that, even though it's yeah. not broadcasting, but it's like the same mentality. <laughs> right. Yeah. He basically tells her she's got an idea about you know something serious happening in town. Let's look into this. And they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. But how about you look into the mystery, Nancy Drew, <laughs> of why there's no mustard on my burger? <laughs> you know? And this, and then everybody you know, laughs because yeah, it's the 80s. Yeah. And all those guys. There is no HR. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there is, now, but his name's Steve, and he doesn't care. He's smoking a cigarette at his desk, probably. Steve. Anyway. Our, our guy, Steve, though, he's, he's in the ice cream shop, like you mentioned. I had a problem Steve's with high. this character. Yeah. You know, they, he, yeah, he's lost all he was mojo. a dick. Yeah. I mean, well, kind of. And he, he was like the popular kid, even after the end of the season one, when he, you know, kind of, he was humbled a little bit and he, he realized he was going to protect these kids. He was still kind of like pretty popular, mm-hmm. pretty, you know, kind of a big deal, but he, it's like he matured and grew up. And now in this, it's like just a total, Five steps backwards where, yeah, he's just stuck (laughs) there and cut off from his dad's trust fund, basically, you know. But can I point out something here real fast? I have a theory Mm -hmm. on this, and I hope it comes to fruition, but I believe that this is going to follow every 80s movie ever made. Okay, tell. Well, you know how it's like uh, the guy is always in love with the girl, and he's chasing this girl the whole time, and his uh, his one of his friends who happens to be female is helping him try to grab this girl. He finally gets yep. said girl, but then realizes oh. the one he's always liked was the one that was helping his, him. His co-worker. Yes. I think they yeah, okay. are going to hook up. It's just like an eight. It was fairly obvious. Yeah, yeah. You had me very scared there for a minute because <laughs> if you've seen any of the previews, you know that him and Dustin end up hanging out a ton again. Yeah, They're like I, best I saw buds, that picture. Even though Dustin's a few other. years younger. That's, and I scary. was like, where are you going with this, man? Uh, but yeah, but I, I, I love the way that everything just, I mean, it seems like this whole thing's going to take place in the mall for by and large. Well, I did, I oh, did take outage. a look at what the second episode's title is. I didn't. You did it. Can I tell you what it is? Because sure. I, I thought yeah. it was kind of funny. Episode number two is called Mall Rats. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of funny. But well, uh, so, nice, we, uh, homage to- so we can kind of think what's going to happen, too. I wonder if we'll see a so, cameo. So a couple of important things what, that happened. What was one of so, his songs? Uh, Sorry, Adam. Sag block. What's, what's a cameo song? Because I wanted you to sing it. Cameo? I don't know. He's a singer. Hey, Adam, what okay. were you going to talk about? We didn't even mention one other big character. Oh, um, well- one of the big important things here, uh, the uh, 
when they're when Dustin is at his site and he keeps talking until dark yep. to hail his girlfriend, suddenly he's hearing a message in Russian. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that that was just kind of a little uh oh something's happening something's connected here. Meanwhile, was it Billy? Yeah. Yes. Billy, the uh, the the light mustachioed stud McMuffin uh, lifeguard, <laughs> jerk of a who's guy, trying to with trying a to mullet. Hit on by the, the way, uh, with a mullet, yeah, he with, is, a, with a totally sweet mullet. He's the red haired girl's Max, her older brother, who's just yeah, a Max's jerk. older brother. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's trying to hit on the uh, the uh, which which mom is Mrs. It? Wheeler is the one. It, it's Mrs. it's Mike Wheeler. and Nancy's mom. Ah, yes. So he's trying to hit on her, and she actually is like thinking about actually going out with them and stuff. Right. And this is kind of where things end in the show. I that, think she in kinda, this episode that we never saw her leave the house, but I believe, I mean, cause she dolled herself up. I believe she probably did head to the hotel. Unfortunately, Billy yep. didn't quite make it. No, Nope. He did not make it. What happened, so this, Adam? Tell me. Well, he s- swipes his car or he crashes his car. By the Which, uh, same place where all the what, rats died. What ex- That's what I was trying to figure out. What exactly happened when he crashed? It was like I all I saw something ran out in front of him. Right? Yeah, it was basically. like something flew across his, his windshield, windshield yeah. which was weird. Oh yeah, yeah, hit his windshield. And so of course he all of a sudden he gets grabbed at the whatever kind of little factory or warehouse that was and gets pulled into the dark. Yeah, but boom! What's gonna happen? And he's just screaming as it goes. That's a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. What and do you guys think of this first episode? I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's part, some elements they could have done without. Yeah, this. like the whole teenagers kissing scene they could have done without. The, I mean, maybe a quick little pack, you know, so we know that well, they're a couple. The whole thing with uh, Joyce and uh, Hopper, they could have done really short well, or without. I just could have done without Hopper being such a moron. Well, and I, I, I think it's tough. I mean, we're we're watching this in a way that we haven't done in ages. And well, no, I think, Walking Dead I watch every week, well, so yeah, I've I, done it. You haven't. Right, but I, I think in large part, I've done it with a few series too, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Cloak and Dagger, but um, I oh, think in large way, part a lot of these- of Agents is amazing, but go ahead. I haven't watched this season yet, but- uh, I, I think by and large, some a lot of these things will will kind of they're just set up. This first episode, which is th- this is a question I had for you guys. The first episode felt like a, a big kind of not quite recap, but also a reintroduction to the world, reintroduction to the characters because it's been a minute since this this yeah. last season, and I think it's That's necessary. You, <laughs> it's an expression the kids use these days. Yeah. And I'm a kid, apparently. My bad. Yep, yep. <laughs> but it, it's, I, I think it's necessary. But when you think about it, this is what eight episodes? I think this season. Yeah, not eight too or many. Ten. And is it worth blowing the entire first episode on just setup? But then when you think about it, they really didn't because by the time it ends, we see a lot of little storylines in play. And you know, we see the Russian line. We see Billy getting dragged off. We see the stuff happening with kind of the the kids' friend group looks like it could be in danger of fracturing a little bit mm-hmm. because of girls and everything else. And you wonder how that's going to play into, you know, going forward as they've got to come together and battle these monsters or whatever's going to happen. Yeah, and they, they found the hatch and they've been trying to open it. Right. Well, they, they're yeah. quoting the same numbers over and over. Who was what? <laughs> lost? Are you lost? Oh, anyway. Both Adam gotcha. and I are on the same page. I didn't like, watch Lost. <laughs> 
Oh, I you saw, loser. I saw some of the first series. Season. Just watch the last episode. It'll explain. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the worst episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't explain. So what do you think about what do you think about predictions going forward? Like what questions you have? What, well, what are you thinking we're going to see? Unfortunately, here's an issue that we're going to have with doing this because we're trying to not to get tainted by any type of information. But we scour the uh, internet daily well, for show topics, for tweet topics, for everything. And I keep seeing images of what's because everybody's seen every episode now because yeah. they're all released on the same day. So I am not, there's not a whole lot of cliffhanger going on because I well, know. Well, then. You be quiet because I've been able to avoid most of that. Well, how about you? You're supposed to be doing the Twitter hey, with me too. I, I did it with Infinity War. Yep. You do it with. Oh, this. so did if, I. But if this I is see even a hint of Stranger Things, it's closed. It's scrolled past. I don't look at it. I don't read it. Nothing. All right. Well, you you're right. a better man than I, Dave. <laughs> well, better <laughs> man. Shut it. Terrifying, <laughs> better man. It's time yeah. for some app recommendations. Well, Let's you never it. answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're moving on. We're, we're not going to make anymore. any predictions. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, so I can't because I kind of know some stuff. So go ahead, Adam. I've got one prediction. Pain. <laughs> okay. Um, or questions well, I really you didn't have? Think of any really predictions? I guess um, I'm really curious to see what the monster is going to be this season well, because you know they kind of changed it up last yeah. season from the well, first one. Well, if you remember, and, what a week or two ago we had the final trailer in which we know the monsters speak because that was in the trailer for the season yeah so we know a little bit i guess but what do you think about uh dustin's girlfriend Susie? do you think she exists i i think so i think so i don't know if but we're gonna if... see anything more of her and that was just a little comedic moment Hopefully we do. It's a pretty big scene but for a comedic. I, it's yeah, I guess. Beat, I, I see that they're they're setting things up, but I don't know where they're going with it yet, which is what I like. I'm looking forward to the episode two. I wonder if Susie is going to be just the the reason why he spends an inordinate amount of time hanging out by himself at this high powered, you know, ham radio setup. Hmm. Could just be the the plot device for for him to be there waiting for her to answer, or maybe we end up seeing her and you know, kind of. What was the what's a, what's the eighties film I'm thinking of the Rudy? No space. <laughs> that was nineties. Like, space nineteen ninety nine. No, a kid. Is, is it Star, Star Wars. Wars? Not Star Wars. <laughs> I want to say like space. Better Off Dead. No, you know it's a very popular movie, Space Wars, or but it's not that. It's um. Star he's Wars? A, he's a regular kid that gets into the government program of Star Wars. The Last Starfighter. Maybe. But where I, he was playing I, the video game and then he helps fight uh, alien invasion. Something, yeah, I can't think of the name of the movie. It's it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. But what if what if Susie becomes basically oh, the that, the the last navigator? The last, flight of the navigator. Flight of the navigator. Where maybe he, he goes into the like round ball type uh, spaceship and it, he it, flies up into the voiced air. by Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> 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 I can't remember, but it, maybe she'll end up, the point is anyways, maybe she'll end up being someone where he jumps on this radio like, you've got to help us. We've got this and this going on, but we can't get a signal out to this. Can you do this? You know, who knows? Something like that. I, I'm excited for it. I think mm. it was a good, solid intro to this season. And like you said, Jason, at the beginning, they seem to have put all of their money into the visual effects in this because 
it it's so far it's just one episode in but the show looks beautiful mm-hmm. better than i even remember and i still the previous seasons this is a one intro i don't skip because i love the music the way yep. they use the font the oh. topography <laughs> i everything. skip it Boom. i always yep. hit the 10 second fast forward couple you sick i know what the <laughs> heck All right, so next week we're going to cover episode two, so tune in for that. But now, rats, (laughs) Adam, it might be time for some app recommendations. Yeah, digital soup app recommendations. And there was the app recommendation song. So, Jason, what's your recommendation to die? All right, well, my recommendation is amazing. It's probably the end all be all of all recommendations. We might as well just stop this whole segment after I get done because what my recommendation is is one password. What is so cool about this is everybody has so many different sites they have to log into. They have bank sites, email sites, uh, Twitter, um, Podbean. <laughs> but no, there's a lot of sites that people have to uh, log into. And what what is the one thing that people do so much, Adam, but is the absolute wrong thing to do when it right comes it to creating down. passwords? Oh, they make easy passwords or they use the same password. Exactly. The they use the same password for everything. And what is so awesome about 1Password is, uh, for one, the integration with iOS and Android is amazing. Anytime you go to any site where you have to uh, log in with a password, it pops the app up and asks you if you wanted to uh, um, use your 1Password to log in for you. And then you just use your thumbprint and it does it for you. And why this is awesome is because you can let 1Password create a, a, a totally unhackable password for you, which is just a whole bunch of characters. And, you know, uh, you could have like a 30-character password, all letters, numbers, uh, uh, symbols, all kinds of stuff. And it remembers it. So all you have to do is remember that one main password. And then you can have all these just random uh, unhackable passwords for all of your accounts. And okay. with your one password account, you can install this on uh, you know your phone, your tablet, uh, Mac OS, Windows, uh, Linux, uh, even a Chrome plugin. So it, you know you could just do this through Chrome itself if that's the browser you choose. And it's it's just amazing. You never have to remember a password again. And you can make them all very hard passwords. What's the price? Um, I can't remember. I did purchase it for one year. Uh, On iOS, it's three ninety nine a month for a single user, or six ninety nine for a family of up to. I think it said five. Okay. Now, this is a, this is something that I actually in the future would like to do a story about because there's a lot of these cropping up, and there are some big differences between some of these passwords. Mm-hmm. Now, one password is highly reviewed. Um, so it's supposed to be pretty darn good. One of the things, one of the features that I don't know if it has this, maybe you don't know or not, but, um, if you experience a data breach, some password, uh, management systems will allow, allow you to update the password in bulk. Like you could say, I need to update all my passwords. I, I've been breached and it'll actually go through and change passwords for you in these systems that it can. I wonder, do you know if this so one has that that i do not know i'm looking right now here i i have a question for you while you're looking at that with something like this you know let's say you've got 30 different passwords you've got stored in here from your banking to websites to social media multiple accounts you know all this different stuff um 
when you go in, you have to, when you set this up, you're, you're obviously going to have it do, you got to sign into each and every app first and then yeah, set up this uh, new initial, password. Yes. Are, are you saying it's generating a password for you for you, each one of those? No, you can allow it to create a password for you. Okay. Um, or you could just put in what your password is and uh, then it adds that into its uh, vault. But okay. uh, the, the, one of the best things about it is uh, to allow it to create a password for you that nobody can guess. Because when people make passwords, they they make passwords to where they can try to remember them. Mm -hmm. But then that also does make them a little too easy and a little too similar to other ones. Right. Where this right. one could be 60 random characters that you would never be able to remember, but your password program does, and you you know just put in your one password. You know you can make a fairly complex single password, and that's the only one you ever have to remember because then you log into that, and then it automatically does it for everything else. But right. on our iOS and Android, it's so nice because you just use your thumb. You don't have to type a yeah. password. Well, what sure. I'm what I was curious about though is if you do that, let's say you set it up via iOS or your your Android device, your phone or you know whatever it is. If I then want to go to my computer and sign into those websites, do I have to install something separate on the computer or on every com cuz I've got my main desktop, yes. I've got my laptop, I've got if a you work wanna, computer. If you want to use one password on your computer, yeah, you have to install okay. the software. Okay. Yeah. One of the important things to point out with something like this, when we make a recommendation like this, we J Jason's looked into the security on this to make sure that it is uh, up to par. That means two-factor authentication. Your passwords aren't stored or ever transmitted in clear text. Everything's always encrypted, and they've got a lot of redundancy on those systems. So um, one password is one of the good ones that actually does a good job with that from my understanding. Yeah, and the right. reason why I chose this one was because of its high ratings, and it's actually... Uh, it's very seasoned. This is not a new program. This has been out for a long time. I would say, uh, I'm almost going to say almost a decade, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. I could look that up and find out when it actually debuted, sure. but it's been, I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. And just for the record, I mean, we've said this before, but none of our app recommendations, we at Digital Soup, we're not paid for any of this stuff. Nope. These are just things that we've used personally and um, have had good experiences with. And much like Amazon, don't come after us if you have a problem with it. <laughs> uh, you can yeah. go after Disclaimer. Dave. <laughs> your mileage may vary. Yep. All right. That's a good recommendation, Jason. Thank you. Dave, what's your recommendation today? You know, I'm going to do something a little different. I've, Hold on I, one second. Hold on one second. 2000, <sighs> 2000, stomp on Dave. 2006 was when this was released. So it is 13 years. You can trust a program that's been around for 13 freaking years. Go ahead, Dave. All right. So I'm going to do something a little little different, a little shocking for you guys, I'm sure. And I'm going to recommend a photography app. What? You? <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is the, the link we've got here in the show notes. Um, it's actually going to link you over to my own website um, at davidswidek.com. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> yeah. So the Shameless. app is David Swidek. No, I'm just kidding. What the app is, <laughs> it, it's called uh, Contrast by Hornbeck. Hornbeck is a person. He's a photographer with a specific style, super contrasty, most often black and white, although he does do some color work. This app is is one of the- Sepia? Does he do sepia? No, not really. It's just black <laughs> and white. Um, the app, though, is super simple. It's, it's basically, you open it up. It's a square format. You point it at your scene, snap the picture. You don't have to fiddle with settings. You don't do any post-processing either. 
And the reason I'm recommending this is because as photographers and in, you know, people, creatives out there that may be listening, this app, and if you read the article, the reason I'm linking to my website is because I did kind of an app review of it, but you know, it's not really a straight up review. It's more of uh here's the benefits. It says and, it's not a review. Yeah. Here, and exactly. It's the first thing I write in there. This is not an app review. And what it is, it's, it's an article I wrote all about the, the positives that this simple photo app can bring to your photography by helping you learn to read and, and understand light. Not only that, but it's actually just a pretty darn fun app to play with now and then. It's not my style that I shoot with all the time because it is super, super dark and contrasty, but it gives just a, a really, I don't know, it, it almost brings a real moody feel to things. You know, we talked about Stranger Things and that horror feel. Mm-hmm. If you're shooting, say, indoors, or even in, in the article, I've got a, a handful of images I posted there. They're all midday, you know, daylight, overcast, and, you know, middle of the day bright. But a lot of them have this feeling of, you know, being kind of late at night or down a scary trail in the woods or whatever it might be. There's an ominous feeling to it. So it's just something that, that I thought would be kind of fun. But most importantly, it can help you learn to read and see what light is doing that you can then bring it's into. It's going to help me learn to read? Well, <laughs> Hell yeah. Learn to read light, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, oh. So, so quick question. So like say um, I, I take this app you know, in my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm in a well-lit room, and then mm-hmm. I like take a picture of like a close-up of my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, would there then be uh, darkness falling across my hand? Well, it's not going to place darkness artificially. It's going to enhance the shadows. Basically. Oh, band name, artificial darkness. Yeah, write it down. So, okay, I'm, did you guys even get what I did there? No. Darkness falls across my hand. The midnight hours close at hand. Oh, I got gotcha. you, Thriller. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Hold. On. I I'm going to send you a picture. Now I've got my hand sitting under a lamp. If that works. Ow! Does it hurt? No, just a LED lamp here in my Oh, office. it's not actually sitting underneath the lamp? And I, I, no, I just it's held my hand It's under the light out. of the lamp. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm literal J. And so I'll, I'll take a picture and send it to you so you can see what it's doing. And it does, my, my, my hand and skin looks very dark. But it's just jaundice ex- from what I'm seeing here. It's accentuating the <laughs> geez, wow, accentuating the contrast. Why is it not? Oh, I don't have it access to my photos. Well, I'll do that and send it to you offline here. But just a fun app to to help you play around and get some different looks with your photography and maybe just understand how light is falling on your subjects a little differently. Good, good, so good recommendation me. there, Dave. Yes, and then I think we have right. a recommendation from Adam. Yes, um, I've talked about this app before, but I never made the it never made it to the official app recommendation. Whoa! Just want to remind. You moved it up. It's been bumped up. It's called Our Groceries. This is something that um, my wife and I use, or you could use just by yourself as a grocery list. It's super easy. Um, basically, you just type in what you need to pick up after you walk through your kitchen. And as you're in the store, you just tap on the items as you grab them, and it crosses them off the list. The cool thing is it syncs between phones. So um, if you you and your wife have the same, you could just put it, basically, if you set up an account and you've got your Our Groceries app installed, and your wife puts her, the iGroceries app on and just puts your email address in, you now have a shared list, which also means that um, if you know that 
you know, your significant other is on their way to the store, you can add an item to the list and it'll be on their list when they open it, when they get to the store. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife and I do this all the time. It's fantastic. It's free with some ads. Otherwise I think a few bucks will take care of the, uh, take the ads off of there, but it's super, super simple. And, uh, we really like it. And your wife gets so upset because you keep adding baby Ruths to the uh, shop. <laughs> so? <laughs> you got a problem with baby Ruths? Yeah, sloth. Dang. <laughs> anyway, so that is that. Um, what time is it? It's time for a kickoff. All right. Dave, what do we have for the geek off this week? It better be a good <laughs> well, one. Well, I figured it is. I figured since we jumped Gosh. into this Stranger Things, you know, trip back to the 80s, <laughs> why not do a little head-to-head matchup of the best action heroes of the 80s? Little oh, who's, yeah. Little who's better, all right? First up, I'm going to throw this one at you. We've got, and I'll give you the actor's names, too, in case you're not familiar with the character. Major Scott McCoy of Delta Force, who is Chuck Norris, versus okay. John Rambo of Rambo. Of course, oh, Sylvester Rambo, Stallone. because he uses weapons. Are you sure? We know about Chuck Norris. Yeah, but Chuck Norris is more like hand-to-hand combat. Uh, uh, I, I know in Force. some of them he used a lot of weapons, but I think, you know... Uh, it's, uh, it's it's almost heresy to say that that uh, uh, Chuck Norris character doesn't win, but I would give this to Rambo. He's just... <laughs> I would, too, because, I mean, he... He can hold He's a Rambo. midi gun That's in his why. hand and shoot you. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say uh, when he comes knocking for you guys, I wasn't a part of not shooting. Chuck Norris is like 80. I could take that old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you hear couldn't. that, Chuck? I'm calling you out. Oh. Octagon, you and me. Hook it Good up. That, do you know that he had a movie called The Octagon? <laughs> no. And he, there was like ninjas in it and stuff. I own it on DVD. Interesting you said that. The octagon, huh? All right. Yep. So we're saying Rambo. Oh, yeah. Next, yep. next face off here. I want to know who do you think Wiggles was better? Page. John McClane, Bruce Willis of Die Hard mm-hmm. versus Martin Riggs, Mel Gibson of Lethal Weapon. Uh, that is, You almost have to go with Riggs because he's cray cray. Yeah, he's a little bit crazy, but McClane. He's a pretty tough dude. He he is, but he's also from Moonlighting. And he also died in the Sixth Sense and didn't realize it. So it's kind of dense. <laughs> yeah. You you didn't even realize it in a completely unrelated movie. You didn't movie. know you were dead, sucker. <laughs> you didn't have any hair. <laughs> I'd still... I think... It's a, it's tough, a tough one. one, isn't it? Ah, uh, that is tough. I'll go to Riggs because of the crazy point. Yeah. All right. So Riggs is taking it. So next up, we have Dutch from Predator, which is, of course, Arnold. I mm-hmm. thought you were talking about Dutch from uh, the movie Dutch, which was Al Bundy who played Dutch. <laughs> yeah, that? no. Nope. We're, never we're talking it. about Dutch, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator versus Ripley, Sigourney Weaver of Alien. <laughs> oh. Well, that's not. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, unless Ripley yep. has that uh, that uh, that human the suit. suit. Yeah, the the forklift uh, person. Human suit. suit? What the hell movie <laughs> I mean, were you watching? The forklift human suit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the, the mech. Yes. <laughs> unless she's got human. her human suit on. Yeah, I didn't know she started <laughs> I wear Leatherface. Its skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys are going with Predator. Yes. All right. 
All right. That I was guess. Alien versus Predator fight right there. Exactly. And you guys chose Predators. I'm here, now. <laughs> All right. Do it. This Get next the one. You can do it. <laughs> I don't know. You can do it. <laughs> totally wrong. Rob That's Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the next one up. I want to know about Jack Burton, who is Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. versus Frank, I don't know how to say his Rizzo. last name, uh, <laughs> D-U-X, who is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. Frank Sport. Dukes? Dukes. Oh, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme, d- easily. Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Frank Dukes. Although, if you ever decide to look up the true story behind Frank Dukes, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, quite controversial. Oh, it's yeah. like a true story. Well, well, it was supposed to be. Oh, but uh, there was a put it this way: there's a guy on the on YouTube that had a video that talked about the bracket that was claimed to have happened. Yeah, and it would have it would have meant that they had to start with something like ten trillion fighters. <laughs> For for them to have seventy matches in a weekend, oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was just ridiculous. But anyway, I'd still give it to uh, I'd still give it to the the bloodsport. Right. Okay. All right. So the last one, I figured, what could be better than eighties flying jet action movies? Right. Oh, let's, Iron Eagle. Let's take to the skies, the and I want to know who was the better pilot the better fighter pilot action star from the 80s we've got maverick mr tom cruise himself from top gun versus Chappie from iron eagle who was lewis gossett jr i i gotta give it to maverick yeah i yeah. do too top gun is one of those defining 80s movies i mean iron eagle he was was inverted yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, iron eagle was fun and it was good but it always oh, yeah. felt like and also on, ran compared to Top Gun. And here's once again, though, Dave, you disappoint me. Uh, Why? It seems like with a lot of these geek offs, you <laughs> oh. dis- because you don't pick the obvious battle. I mean, it, before it was the Freddy versus, I mean, uh, it was the Phantasm versus uh, Hellraiser, which you you had to have picked that, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And this time, McFly or Biff. I mean, that is. I, that's not an action movie. <laughs> it was too. Did you not see it? There was action. Lots of action. No, I, <laughs> that's me. I I won't uh, accept that disappointment. Oh, <laughs> and how true. how terrible of me to try and not pick the obvious debate. I mean, let, <laughs> yeah. let's be real. I'm, Jeez, I'm so terrible. Jerk. All right, so oh. that was our '80s uh, action heroes of the '80s. I like that one. That's I like a that one a lot. Thanks, Dave. And. Thanks to you listeners for tuning in and having a listen to our podcast each and every Friday. Uh, be sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, iHeartRadio. iHeart? I meant iHeart. Tune in, <laughs> Stitcher. I mean, spot. we're everywhere. Leave us a review. But, of course, if you need to find out where to find us, digitalsuitpodcast.com is the place to go. We've got our Twitter account down there, our Facebook, Instagram, everything, all that crap that everybody goes to. It's just going to be great. We love it. Come say hi, tell a friend about us, leave us a good review, and as always, stay safe, have an awesome week, and we will catch you next time. Take care, guys. Looking good, Mrs. Wheeler. (laughs) (laughs) It's that Digital Soup Podcast. (laughs) 